Hi, hello, and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funniest fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations. We'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Hi there, and welcome back to the Disobedient Business Podcast. This week, you just have little old me, Lucy, as Pippa is off having a wee adventure with her best friend to begin the celebrations of a very special birthday. But I won't shit on her while she's not here to defend herself and <laughs> and do her the dirty. So we will dive straight on into the episode. Gonna have to try and keep myself on track. No Shrek, no Kardashians, no off-piste tangents. Stick with it. Okay, here we go. We asked our community, so thank you community if you're listening, if they had ever started a podcast, whether they shelved it, whether they were still doing it, but what do they wish they knew when they were starting out? And we also know what we wish we knew when we were starting out. So in this episode, we're going to pick through some of those points and discuss how we might counter them to make sure that we are good to go in launching our pod. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do a numbered list. And I'm furious with myself because Pippa did a numbered list in a solo episode a few weeks ago. And when I was editing it, I was like, oh goodness, the pain of a numbered list. But here I am, so forgive me. It just feels so cheesy, you know? It feels cheesy. But I'm going to get over my cringe in three, two, one. Number one, they didn't quite realise how much tech apps, software, etc. might be involved and how much time it might take them to get used to those things and just how to figure it out. Just if you, it's a really hard one because there's something in me that wants to say, I don't know if it's the disobedient business co that wants to say, no one can tell you the one way to do anything and you've got to do your own thing and you march your own path and you follow your own brick road, Dorothy. But I also know that it can be really hard when you're doing a project like this, because I remember when we were doing it, and I googled 10 best podcasting microphones 2022, and everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got an opinion, and my brain is such that I won't make a decision without making a full spreadsheet, all the pros, all the cons, looking up multiple sources for reviews, analysing them, putting in data, but it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And it would be really great if someone just said to me, you're going to get this microphone, you're going to use this software, you're going to do this, bish, bash, bosh, get over it. And that kind of like decision fatigue and overwhelm of all of these options and working out what best one is. And I don't want to say we're perfect because we know we're not. But I think that what we have gone with at the Disobedient Business Co. is a good middle of the road option of we want ease, we wanted quality but we didn't want to spend a fortune so we DIY'd as much as we can we invested in a microphone that wasn't at the bottom end of the scale but definitely isn't at the top end we've put some money into some software because that meant that we didn't need to outsource something like editing to someone to make that process easier and we've outsourced some other things to stop it being completely overwhelming 
where we can. So all of that to say, another on-topic tangent, but a tangent nonetheless, is that I know that we did a limited series podcast. There's going to be a whole lot of words to describe it, but it was a free private mini podcast. It was four episodes, about 15 to 20 minutes each, that was called Launching a Whole Ass Podcast. And you had to sign up to get it special secret squirrel because it wasn't just out there for everyone. And I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes because it really tackled this point quite well in both the equipment side of it and the editing side of it. So equipment wise, I'm not going to sit here and go through the 10 best microphones of 2022 with you because that's outdated. It's 2023 anyway. And just what a crock of shit. But equipment, we know we need something to record our voice. So microphone, we know we need something to listen to our voice back on. So headphones, we know we need some kind of editing situation and we need a podcast host platform. We talked about podcast host platforms in the last two episodes, so I'm not going to bore you with it. In a sentence, you upload your podcast to the podcast host platform, and that is what sends it out to Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., etc., etc. And not to shamelessly plug our own work, but I really think that if this is something that you're particularly concerned about, that is the block for you, grab the Launching a Whole Ass Podcast podcast. And episode one, I believe, was about the tech. And I think it covered it really well in a way that I would bore everyone here with. Number two, that kind of ties into some of the tangent of number one, is editing. Editing can be complicated. It can be easy. It can be nothing. We know people that record a podcast on their phone, on their headphones, like the headphones that came with their phone. They just upload it. They say a prayer. They wave it goodbye. And it is done. And that's marvellous. And if that's how doing it works for you, feels good, is what you're happy with, means that everything is great and easy and beautiful for you, then live your best. But I feel like for most of us, we want some kind of editing, whether that's taking out a cough, the postman coming, the dog barking, a sneeze, or oh, classic for us is a great big waffle about goodness knows what, because they do they do tend to go down quite a long path. It's a journey. I'm going to bring us back. Goodness, it's so hard to do this with someone to not keep you on focus. Okay, so if we are going to do a bit of editing, what are we going to do? Again, not to really drill home the same point, but it is something that we talked about on that mini podcast in great detail, all the different balancing and about this piece of software that we love called Descript. We talked about Descript in the last episode, but when you edit a podcast, you're editing audio waves, right? So if you're looking at an audio file, it's lots of lines and waves and depending on how your piece of equipment does it for you. There are three ways that you can do that. So if you're editing yourself, you're not paying to outsource it, and you don't want to pay for software, then you can do that for free. It's totally possible. But in my humble opinion, it takes more work. Now, we invested in a piece of software called Descript. I say invested overall. It's not a huge expense if you compared it to 
outsourcing that and getting someone to edit it for you. I love Descript. I cannot, I sound like I'm part of a cult. Pippa might tell me off for saying that. I don't know if she'll listen to this episode. So keep it between us. But Descript is ace. When you are recording in Descript or when you import your audio file from your recording into Descript, it transcribes it for you. Ergo, you're not editing an audio file per se. You're going through effectively a Word document. And if you go off on a tangent, you just highlight the tangent as if you'd written a dodgy paragraph in your Word document and you just backspace. It's deleted from the transcription and it's deleted from the damn audio file. It's magic. It's great. Honestly, I feel it's so helpful and I'm not sure where I've talked about it before, but I've definitely mentioned that because I've got an autistic brain, pattern recognition is a thing. So it's been really good for me because as I've been editing, I've been able to compare the audio waves with the words and start to recognise patterns and things, which is great. But when I tell you I can go through this transcription, I can get out whole chunks without having to, you know, listen through a hundred times and stop and start and go and, you know, chop bits out and chop a bit more out. I can just highlight it, do one big sweep and then do some little tidying up. That's fantastic when it comes to Descript. The other thing they have is some smart features that means that you get your audio leveled so you don't have massive peaks and troughs in volume throughout the recording. So if I got super close or super far from my microphone, it kind of helps level it out. Kind of like, you know, how when you're watching Netflix or a movie and then like some explosions happen and then you've got to drop the volume way down when the explosions are on and then all of a sudden someone's talking again. You can't hear shit. It's very annoying. And then you've got to put the volume all the way back up and then all of a sudden your eardrums are burst because Jason Bourne's decided to shoot the gun again. When I say this, I've never watched Jason Bourne. And again, I can just, I can feel Pippa channeling through me saying, Lucy, bring it back. Lucy, bring it back. So I'm bringing it back. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. I just want you back for good. Anyway, that's out my system. So the other great thing about Gscript is there's some smart features where you can remove filler words. So any of your ums, your ahs, right, so, like, you know, kind of, sort of, those weird fluffy words that we add into conversations. And as I'm saying this, I realise that when I'm editing this episode now and using this feature in Descript, it's going to have a freaking field day over that sentence. There's something called filler word removal and it will go and it will search through that transcription, all of the ums, all of the ahs, it will highlight them and you can delete them all in one click. Or you can go through and review them on a case-by-case basis, but you can just get rid of them in one click. And it even kind of like tidies up either side of where it's cutting as well for you, which is stupendous. There's loads of other features in it too, and you can do more advanced editing bits in there as well, like fading, cross-fading, mixing in your jingle, mixing in your intro, your outro, your mid-roll. So if you listen to our podcast, hopefully you will know that we have an intro, an outro, and a mid-roll at the beginning. We bring you into the episode with a jingle, we lead you out with our jingle, and in the middle we normally shamelessly plug something that we're currently really excited about at dbco 
So you can do it all with Descript. Descript will do video, it will do audio, you can make your audiograms in it. It's also just transcription software, so it's fantastic. So like I said, it sounds like they've spiked my water, but honestly, I couldn't do our podcast without Descript. I could, but it would take me forever and I would hate it and it would feel like such agony. So I truly can't sing Descript's praises enough. Number three, I think it's three, is burning out after the first bit of time and it being too much or feeling like too much and having to shelve doing your podcast. This one's really interesting. They're all really interesting because I can see them all and I feel them all and I understand. As we talked about in the last couple of episodes, podcasting is work and what we've talked about please go back. I'm sending you in loads of different places, which is probably not good and probably feels quite chaotic. But we've talked about these and so I'm wary of like waffling when it's something that you might have already heard. But if you haven't, the last two episodes, we talked about how podcasting is a great way to show up in your business if, if it's something that feels exciting for you and is a medium that you connect with and get joy out of doing. So, Podcasting is work. Social media content creation is work. Email marketing newsletters is work. Long form blog posts are work. Everything that we do that is marketing or I mean just anything that we do in our businesses is, you know, it's work, isn't it? So to not burn out with your podcast, one of the first things is obviously going to be making sure that it's definitely something that brings you joy and that you are excited to do and is a way that you get really excited about showing up in your business because that will help massively. Hey, hey, it's Lucy. Just interrupting this broadcast to invite you along to our upcoming three-day free Get Your Pod On Challenge. We believe big time in the power of podcasting and if launching a podcast is on your 2023 vision board, you are not going to want to miss this three-day challenge. You'll set the goals for your fab new podcast, figure out a structure and find your podcast voice so you can get your pod on. Each day, we'll share our best strategies and set you a fun task to complete to move you one step closer to launching your very own pod. Sign up at disobedientbusiness.com forward slash get your pod on. The next thing to think about is to sit down and be really clear with yourself about what is possible. We are all working with very different things, aren't we? And there are so many caveats with everything that I feel like I can't say something without adding so many different, but there's this to think about and there's this to think about with it. But we're all in different situations, right? Some of us are working, doing a full-time job and our businesses are, are, you know, side hustle but we are still employed for whatever reasons, or very valid reasons. We might have children. We might have to care for elderly relatives. We might have fun brain quirks. We might have any kind of health issues that mean that we can only put so much time and effort into our business. Like At the end of the day, everyone's got that budget to work with. So within your time, energy, joy budget, is to work out what is feasible. Is a weekly podcast feasible for you? Maybe bi-weekly or fortnightly. See, this is the thing. I need fortnightly to catch on because bi-weekly, I never know 
if we're talking about fortnightly, as in every other week, or twice in one week. So could we just get together and share the joy that is fortnightly? Because I don't know how other people do it. And everyone always says, well, it's the context. And it's like, but if someone told me to water the plant bi-weekly, that could mean that I need to water the plants twice in a week or every other week. And now my plants are either in severe drought or drowned, and I don't know. And again, I feel Pippa telling me to come back to the point. So <laughs> the point <laughs> is you could go weekly and you could do every week forever and ever. Amen. You could do every two weeks, fortnightly, bi-weekly, forever and ever. Amen. You could do an episode once a month, again, forever and ever. Amen. Or you could do a series. So you could do a group of episodes of however many, and you could release those either in a batch or week by week over X period. So I could do eight episode series over eight weeks, or I could release them all in one go. There's so many different ways to do it. And so it might be that twice a year, three times a year, once a quarter, you sit down, you record a batch of episodes, you edit them out. That's just what you're working on in your business that week. And then you've got them for the next however many weeks you manage to record for. There's so many different ways to do it, but being really frank with yourself about how much time you have available to yourself to do it, where you're still going to enjoy it as well, and it's not going to become a, I'm just going to have to do my sodding podcast. I said I was doing a sodding podcast, and I've got to do the sodding podcast, and I've got to edit my sodding podcast, and I've got to think of things for my sodding podcast, and I obviously don't feel like that at all. And so another part of that is having systems and workflows in place that mean that as much as possible, you can just blow through that. So again, having a plan for your content, what you're talking about in your business and how that will then match up with referencing you back to last week's episode, cough, cough, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but how your content strategy is working, what you're potentially talking about on your socials, what you're potentially talking about in your emails, what you're potentially launching, what you're potentially warming up to launch, what's topical, what's happening in the world, what's happening in politics. There's so mapping out your topics and your episodes, what you're going to talk about, working out if you're having guests, who you're inviting, if that is happening to talk with you about certain things how that all fits together with your content plan and then what happens afterwards. So your podcast has a graphic that you upload to it so that people see like an album cover when they're listening on their Spotify or their Apple podcasts. If you're going to put your episode out there, you might want to consider doing something like audiograms with them, which are these. Don't know if you follow us on Instagram. If you don't, why are you not? Bit rude. I'm joking. Obviously, love you but check us out. We're shit hot. Are we? I don't know. Anyway, back. So audiograms where you have a snippet of the audio from your podcast and there's a graphic and captions that help advertise your podcast. And then obviously you can add a link to get people to go and listen to your podcast. Because if you're going to just silently press publish and expect that everyone's going to listen to your podcast across the whole wide world, that's not going to happen. They need to know about it somehow, whether that's in your email marketing, on your socials, on your website, etc, etc. So every episode is going to need show notes. It's going to need graphic to go with them. 
If you've got a guest, you're going to need to share the episode with your guest. It's potentially going on your website. It's potentially having a transcription put with it. If you can't do something like outsource the editing for the episode, you might be able to outsource to a virtual assistant or VA to get them to help you with the graphics, the uploading, etc. Because these are very repetitive tasks that happen over and over again that you could get a little bit of help with that's possibly not as expensive as, you know, getting someone to fully do your entire podcast with you. By recording it, because like of it, you do need to record it. You can't completely get someone else to do everything. Ever. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so having good workflows and processes means that it's really easy to get that help in your business. And even if you can't or don't want that help in your business, it helps it make it really easy for you to follow the same process every time you're doing an episode to make sure that that episode is going out in the way that you want it to, with the marketing that you want it to have, in a way that feels good to you and is doing what you want it to do, because otherwise, why are we bothering doing it, right? So I think looking at my little list, that was probably number three and four combined. You'll be pleased to know. So number five is not being prepared enough. Launching without enough in the can or without those processes in place and then fizzling out. So with this one, I think something that I would probably tend to recommend, again, there are no rules, you are your own person. But for me, I definitely wish that we launched our podcast with a lot more episodes in the can, which means like ready to go. They're not gone, but they're ready to go than we had. So bear with me while we do some maths. If I'm launching a new podcast, I might like to launch my podcast with a few episodes because you can certainly launch with just one episode that day. When we launched our episode, we wanted to launch a handful of episodes so that it wasn't just one and done. It kind of started with some stuff for people to start ticking into. So we agreed we wanted to launch with four episodes. We then wanted to have four in the can which means that when we were launching our podcast, when we pressed go on our podcast, that's a lie, there isn't a magic go button, but when we launched our podcast and it was podcast launch day, we should have had eight episodes that were edited, that had show notes, that had everything. And four of them would go live on go live day and four of them would be scheduled for the next four weeks in weekly increments. Did we do that? No. Were there words about this? Yes. We'll leave it at that. But if you're doing a weekly podcast and all of your marketing is that you've got a weekly podcast, if you then don't show up one week or you start not showing up reliably as you are saying you're showing up, then that can cause a little pickle. And I wanted to caveat it and say that sometimes shit goes awry because again, life And again, all of us have different things on us that means that shit can go awry one week and it's not the absolute end of the world if you don't publish a podcast one week. But if it's it's going to be difficult to do it weekly, every week, forever and ever, amen, then again, that comes back to that being really frank with yourself and working out what is going to be a good structure for you, what you can dedicate to it. But, you know, if you're doing a weekly episode and then you've got cold, 
say you get COVID and then you lose your voice and you don't have a voice for two weeks, well, then you can't record an episode for two weeks. So then what happens? Then you've got a gap. If, you know, you needed to go away for the school holidays, if you needed to do more childcare because the kids aren't at school, if, 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 I could go on and on and on. But so it's good to have some in the can, ready to go, and as much of a buffer as you can give yourself, really. So whatever you think you want, have more. (laughs) Have an extra one or two available to you. Come to think of it, that was probably quite easy math. It was just four plus four, which is just eight, really, isn't it? But anyway, so that's the that's it. That's the that's the top five lessons. And I think the key thing is to be really frank with yourself. And I think it's very exciting if you've decided that you're going to launch a podcast and you go, you might go like us. Oh, dopamine! Yay! Oh, new tech! Oh, yay! Go 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 go! And I think probably the overall lesson of, or the overall takeaway of launching a podcast is that actually that planning and that being really clear on your strategy and what's doable and working out the process of how you're going to do it is really important. Really, really important. And being really clear on that. And if anything, if you're someone that tends to go, oh yeah, weekly would be fine. Weekly is definitely fine. Maybe start lower and see, like start fortnightly or start with a series and then see how easy it was to do that first series. And then when you do your next series, you could just continue it on forever and ever. There is always scope to pivot. There is, you can, nothing is ever etched in stone. You can always change your mind. If something isn't working for you, then yeah, maybe you've been off podcasting. Maybe you change your strategy and go, whoa, Nelly. I know Lucy gave me that top tier advice and Pippa gave me all that top tier advice, but I've gone done fucked up and this isn't doable. There are ways, there are means. If you start with a weekly podcast and you go down to being fortnightly, that's fine. If you do series and then you're like, hey, I love this. I could do this all week, every week, then fine do it all week every week. I think the thing is to not jump around, jump around and try and work out something for you that's going to be fairly sustainable to stick with for a period of time and not not have it be chaotic. Because it's like with everything, like your social media and your newsletters that we've talked about is there's a balance between you know, the peaks and troughs of life and things not being doable versus disappearing and then only reappearing if you've got something to sell or something that's less genuine. And so with all of these things, with your social media, with your email marketing, with your podcast, with XYZ, it's all about working out an overall plan and strategy that feels good for you and is deliverable for you with the resources of time, joy, money, effort that you have available to you at your disposal. I'm going to be real with you people. We've been on a journey. I don't rightly know if anything I've said has made sense. I sure hope it does. If not, I'll try and rescue it with some show notes and maybe that will help us piece together the clues. But for now, I shall say, That is all for this week, folks.
We will see you again next week for more disobedient business fuckery and messing with the status quo. We will have Pippa. There will be structure. A decent podcast is available to us in the days of the future. We will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share the love, either by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, or by tagging us on Instagram. You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at Disobedient Business Co. on Instagram, or why not head on over to our website, disobedientbusiness.com, to find out more about all the disobedient business fuckery we get up to.